you know hope is an anchor for your soul it's an anchor and it's kind of like uh anchor on a boat keeps you steady keeps you from drowning keeps you from going under but with that that faith you ha- that hope you have to add expectation to it god's been speaking to me all week about expectation all week about and i want to get something clear and concise uh, okay so i didn't dig in too deep which i should have but he's been speaking to me about expectation because when you expect god to come through for you he does amen so that goes a little bit further than hope hope and expectation and i believe that's what faith is and it will it will change a situation but you got to expect things to get better you can't think that god is not with you because he is he is with you and he can do all things sometimes when you don't have anything else but god he'll come through for you that's when we get our biggest breakthrough because we don't have anything else to lean on amen so hope is an anchor for our souls it keeps you in the game it keeps you afloat but what do you do when you still hoping you know you got to go further you got to push further you know god told the disciples let's go to the other side and that's what he was saying he was saying find that strength in your your faith he says you know let's go to the other side and that means you got to find some strength from somewhere else you know the strength that that hope has caused you to hold on to and you got to find a way to get to the other side in other words hope is good and it's caused you to not go under and quit but now you need a little push you need to go uh to the finish line and so expectation i believe is what we need to add to our hope to get faith to finish this race amen hallelujah so god wants his people to move from hope to faith amen and this is a place in your life when you make a conscious decision amen a conscious decision to trust and believe god all the way you know god wants the totality of our faith he wants you to add something to it you know and so he wants your total trust and this is when you launch in to the deep that's what launch in means it means how far will you go that extra mile to show me that you trust me y'all here today is that making sense expectation is what you need expect god to change your situation expect god to change your financial status expect god to change your credit rating you know what i i had a good credit rating i didn't know it in the 700s and i'm sitting up thinking that i can't do this and i can't do it see the devil likes to do people like that But I'm telling you, when I, something just told me, why don't you check it? Don't cost you nothing. And, and I did, and I'm like, okay, I can go do what I want to do. I do what I want to do. I I, I go where I want to go. (laughs) Oh, that's right. See, the devil always going to tell you something negative. That's his job. 
And he likes to mess with God's people, those who have favor on them. Because he don't like that. He don't want your total trust to be in God. He wants you to sit up and look for something worse to happen. Or not expect situations to get better. You know, but I'm telling you, expectation. And how do you get there? You make a conscious decision. You put your foot down and you say, devil, you get out of my life. I'm tired of living like this. I refuse to let you dictate my life anymore. It's just a decision you make. I know it sounds like that's too easy, but it's so simple it don't make sense. You make a conscious decision that you are going to press forward in faith and go to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. I will get to the to that finish line. And I'll do it in faith and I'll do it in power. And I'll do it on time. Amen. Because you have to. Amen. So it's a place where you make a decision to trust all the way. And go into total victory. You, your family. This means your family. All the people, your your neighbors. Amen. Now this is why I believe this is important right now. Because the days of persecution are coming. Where the children of God will be singled out. It's already happening. It's here. Amen. Many things because of the days are evil will be refused. Uh, to us by the world oh well no you know did i say that no well you 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 can't you know get your credit card here it may be uh, i think we're living in a time where we're gonna have to look harder for people to do business with because there's so many crooked people out here you just gotta have that eye and that ear so that you'll know who to transact business with and who not to because it's getting to be those days second timothy talks about the days are evil and they are and getting really bad they want to persecute christians right now i'm telling you if there was no laws in this land they would persecute every pastor that's speaking out against homosexuality they're trying to do that already so honey i'm telling you it's going to get worse for christians so now's the time to tighten our buck our our seat belts or i don't know uh reset our spiritual compasses so that we'll totally and wholly follow god and not follow after something that's false because it's easy to do in these times amen you know god does not the devil doesn't want us to find god he wants us to still wander in the wilderness and that's where he has most christians and they call it blessed the days of persecution are coming where the children of God will be refused to buy and sell. These days are coming. Amen. All of our faith and confidence must be in God and in his abilities to perform. In other words, we must believe without a shadow of a doubt, my God will answer me. Because he's more than able. Why? What are we going to base this faith on? On the word. On the word. The word and the spirit agree. You know, it's coming a time where you have to ask God to open your spiritual ears so you don't miss something. I was listening to this CD, and I listened to it like in 2009. 
and I listened to it a couple times recently, and I can't believe it was like I heard it for the first time almost. There was a few things I remembered, but see, we our spiritual antennas are not always, you know, tuned towards what the Spirit is saying. And so we need to really pray that we don't miss anything. And so that that goes back to the Bible that says, guard your heart with all diligence. That's what that means. That means you protect what goes in the gates. And God's been speaking to me about these gates left open. We need to close them. Amen. We need to close the gates. Shut those things down to whatever is not of God. And get more of God in there. What you see, what you hear, what you say, and what people say to you. You know, check what you allow people to say to you and present to you. You know, because we're not garbage dumps. Could you? Could you go get my glass? There, <laughs> my purse. Amen. Hallelujah. And so they're not uh, garbage dumps. So we have to protect uh, every avenue that we have of securing information because it's critical now because the devil's fighting tooth and nail because he knows that his time is short and he knows that God is is blessing people see whenever there's a a shift people talk about a paradigm shift whatever but whenever there's any kind of shift in the spirit the devil's aware of it and he wants to shut these things down he wants to keep you in denial keep you in anger keep you fighting within so that he can take you under and this is what he does to every church to everybody he does this so we have to have the ability to see what's god and what's not god and cast it out make a a conscious decision to not listen to stupid stuff not put up with it not compromise because God is with the uncompromising righteous. Amen. And you're hearing that more and more because it's true. He don't want you compromising with nothing and nobody. Amen. Amen. Not even with yourself. You know, don't do it. Don't compromise. Because all these things matter. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Amen. So let's turn to Ephesians 20. I'm sorry, Ephesians 3.20. You know, you know the scripture. A couple weeks ago, this is the scripture. Every time I listened to somebody on Christian TV, I was hearing this scripture. And so people are really becoming aware of our God and the power that he possesses. Amen. He's a powerful God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.20. And it talks about the fullness. Let's go into 19. For some reason, I just want to make that known today because we know it. In verse 18, it says, So that we may be rooted and grounded in love. That's the end of 17. And so let me stop right there. If you don't know that God loves you, none of this stuff will make sense. Trusting him. You don't trust what you don't know. You don't trust what you don't know. 
so it says if we know that god love us in verse 17 and he 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 will strengthen us let's just go to 16 i i didn't want to but i i want to that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man and so this is where we really need to start we need to start by the strengthening of our inward parts allowing god now how do we do that by paying more attention to the word shutting down the gates that we leave open you know because it ain't funny because the result of it can be bad and so shutting the gates down being more careful of what we listen to what we look at people that we associate with if people this is the one thing i want to caution the young people if people have a an agenda let them fight their own battles don't join you know what i'm saying don't join in anybody else's fight because their problem might not be your problem and your problem might not be their problem and so if if kids are rebellious or have a problem with parents or whatever it is let them fight their own battle tell them you'll pray for them and keep moving but don't join in because that ain't your problem (laughs) amen (laughs) that's because that's one way satan tries to take our young people away from us by well you know she didn't grow up with a father and da 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 well you got one you know who your father is you know and all these excuses that they give you know you know the love of god as a father so don't join in because that ain't you don't see the devil wants you to say well yeah i had that problem too no you didn't and no you don't amen that ain't your problem amen so don't join in on these i don't know what you call them their excuses to not obey parents you understand what i'm saying and so don't get pulled into that at all and and you know don't try to find a best friend that you can whine to because then that's how they pull you in so what you do is you give them the word amen you give them the word and you tell them what god can do for them and you having jesus as a friend that sticks closer to a brother than a brother you tell them about the lord jesus christ and that's another soul to come in but you know christian kids uh, a lot of them have a a tendency to uh try to go off and and be supportive in the wrong way the devil's tricky give them people the word and keep moving amen and so this is what you do hallelujah and so it says that god will grant you uh, according to his riches and glory to be strengthened by might in your inner man that means that the devil can't get you down that you'll stay up you'll stay uh on the increase and that you'll trust god and love him and bless him and serve him amen 17 says that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love so god has to get into your heart amen through faith and you have to but you have to let him in and when you start let letting god into your heart and stop being angry or looking at what's not going right in your life then he'll change things amen because once you feel the love of god and you know that god loves you life changes 
verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height of, of the love of God. He loves us that much. And 19 says, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Amen. That you will be full with all of his knowledge. The knowledge of God is the fullness of God. The love of God is the fullness of God. And so, you know, Paul is saying that we need to know God like that so that you can withstand the evil day. You know, Jeremiah 29.10 talks about how much God is thinking about us. I just have to say this. And he is thinking about us every day. And his thoughts towards us are good. His thoughts are not bad towards us. God loves us with an everlasting love. And if we could only understand how much he loves us. He loves us when we're in sin. Did you know that? God loves us when we mess up. He loves us when we're not thinking right. He loves us when we're not doing right. He loves us. And that's why we can't comprehend the height and the depth and the length of his love. You've got to know that he loves you. And, And when we start to shut down these gates and receive the knowledge of his love, this is when faith will kick in full force. And you can get anything from God you want. But you've got to know that he loves you first. You've got to receive him. You've got to shut the gates down and be careful what you hear. Guard your heart with all diligence. Amen. And when we do this, when we move into that realm of the spirit where the word and the spirit agree. And we we feel blessed at whatever we we do, wherever we put our hands to start to prosper. It's a process, but it doesn't take long. But, but the first step is knowing how much God loves you. He is not angry at anybody. Amen. I don't care how bad you messed up. He is not angry at us. Amen. We're not wicked people. And he loves us. Amen. So we need to start to receive his love. But in Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now what makes that power work in us is knowing how he loves us. Knowing that God, you know, if you see, this is what the devil tell you. Well, he didn't give you this. He didn't give you that yet. So he must not love you. See, that's why we need to shut these gates down. Because the devil's always speaking. Wrong voice. He tells us wrong things. Amen. And so we need to know and expect him to come through for us. See, God wants us to have him in the fullness. The fullness. In other words, the depth, the height, the length, the strength of his love, that's the fullness of God. In faith and in power, the knowledge of God, prosperity and wisdom comes in the fullness of God. And you have to know him in that way. Well, how do I get to know him? By start believing that he loves you. Believing that he's not mad at you because you messed up. Are y'all here today? 
that's how it starts and then you start to be strengthened by might and it's a constant a conscious decision that you make to yourself and to god that you're not going to believe anything other than he loves me amen and when you start to believe that your faith changes amen you move from hope to faith hallelujah amen it it happens only if you believe it but you can make yourself you can train yourself to think like god you can train yourself to believe true because it depends on how well you know him and that's how great your expectation will be are y'all here according to how see if if you have faith in your boss to put an increase on your check that he's already told you about you just expecting it and if you go and you get your paycheck and it ain't there you're gonna go straight to him and say wait a minute well see that's how god wants us to do him i know it's hard to believe but he wants us to expect him to do things and when we don't get it he wants us to come to him and say god i was trying to see people who don't go to him wasn't expecting it anyway they were saying i knew he wasn't gonna do it i knew and you know what that is that's you you got more faith in your doubt than you have faith in his word that's what that is amen and see we got to move out of there because we're the world changers this is what we got amen and there's many churches just like this with a faithful few that's really trusting god that god can trust put and rely on his people and it's it's about like this y'all here and so we got to push we got to push toward that finish line we got to we got to uh, press toward the mark of the goal of the high calling high calling comes to those that will push past their unbelief push past the doubt push past the fear are y'all here amen push past these dry spells and say god i'm i'm gonna do this i'm gonna trust you and it's as a simple thing as trusting him you know just telling yourself you know i'm i'm tired of living like this i want to prosper i'm telling you this right here is where everybody's situation is it's a it revolves around knowing and trusting god and knowing that he loves you because you don't trust the person you ain't sure about you know how some people you you know if you tell them something personal or whatever and and you never some people you never give it a second thought and then other people you say hmm maybe i shouldn't have said that you understand what i'm saying see it's like that but you got to know that god is with you you got to know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you amen you got to know see we put our faith in mere man more than we put our faith in the god that loves us the god that saved us the god that's with us every day and i'm telling you if we move from hope to faith and this is a thing where don't lose your hope hang on to it because hope is an anchor hope is what kept you from going under but you got to add this this um un ununderstood that's not a word misunderstood trust in god because we don't trust him the right way we trust people more than we trust him you got to know first that he loves you if you figure that part out if you know that god loves you and you're sure of that you will go all the way in this race of faith with god you'll go all the way so it's time to truly believe god 
and stop waiting to see if he's going to do something. Amen? Amen. We got to know that he will. See, that knowing is what causes him to perform on the word. Knowing. I know my God is able. See, it starts in your heart. And then it comes in your mouth. And then your mouth creates whatever it is that you need. And so you convince God by what you say and what you believe. You convince God. And you can get anything from him. You know what? We can't out ask God for things. I didn't say that right. But you can't you can't outthink God or ask him for something so big that you're gonna blow his mind. He goes, Ooh, I can't do that. You can't do that. Amen. He can give you anything right now. If you want a big house and and you don't have well I, I'm not gonna say a job because God ain't crazy. But if you, <laughs> he can do it, though. He can make somebody give you a house and, you know, put, put my name on it. But if you keep believing for it, it, you can have it. Amen? You can get it with bad credit. You can get it with no credit. I'm telling you, it's whatever. God says, is a scripture. I don't know where it is. It says that you cannot outthink me and outask me. N- nothing that you ask is too big. That's what it says. Nothing that you ask is too big. So if you have the faith to believe it and ask him for it, he will give it to you. Amen. But you got to pass that test of will he, that voice. You got to shut that voice down that's going to tell you no. You got to shut that voice down that's going to tell you them and they. And they said in this, got to shut those voices down and listen to God's voice. Those voices is what keep us in lack, I'm telling you. Amen. So it depends on how well you know that he loves you. So we got to have faith in God and have faith in his abilities, not ours. Because our abilities are limited. Amen. But have faith in his abilities. Now, how do you know what his abilities are? Because of what he said and what he's promised. What he's told us he can do, he can perform on it. But we have to know that. The Bible says, and we just read in verse 20 of Ephesians 3, it says, Exceedingly abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think, according to the power that's in us. Now, how do you get the power in you? By trusting him. Go and, go, just take him down memory lane. Let him take you back. That's even better. And let him, you know, help you to rediscover your faith. We talked about that last Sunday. And how confidence will play a big part in what you do for God. Amen? Hallelujah. We need our faith strengthened. We need to understand and know God's every ability. But how do we do that? How do we do that? It's so simple it don't make sense. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 2. So simple it don't make sense. And if you could do it in the um Uh-huh. In the amplified that would be good. 1 Thessalonians 2:13.
I'll get it in just a second. 2.13. And it says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing. So you got to be listening. You got to open up your spiritual ears today. Amen. I believe God is going to help us in a big way. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, these are from the, the preachers, you welcome it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Are y'all here today? This is a clue, 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 clue which also effectively works in you who believe. So this is how you move from hope to faith. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Are you thanking God for the small things? Well, it ain't the biggie. It ain't what I've been praying for. That's why you need to start where you are. You got to thank him for the small things. Thank him that you got a job even though you don't make enough per hour. Amen. Amen. Thank him. Thank God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from mere man, you welcomed it. Do you welcome the word or do you sit and fight against it and reason and weigh it? See, that's the problem right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you where the problem is. I've been there. God has corrected it and given me a a sign and a wonder to confirm it. And so this is where people mess up. And you think, oh, well, I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible and I'm going to church and nothing's moving. It's because of this right here. Are you giving thanks without ceasing? That's number one. And number two, because when you receive the word of God, I'm in verse 13, which you heard from us over and over again, do you welcome it? Not as word of men, but as the word of truth. Do you agree with what you hear? Do your ear gates, are they tuned, fine-tuned to receive what it hears? Or does it shut it down? where we are well I don't feel like listening to the word today I don't don't, don't know about that I'm in a bad mood see what do you do when you hear the word of truth what do you do with it do you let it go in one ear and out the other I was listening to these pastors talk and they were having some kind of talk And one of the pastors, it was a woman, she did like this when they were talking about that very scripture she said. She loves her congregation, don't she? But some of that is true. It's bad. People don't have faith that you will receive the word. Now, this is what I'm saying to you. When your your mind is divided, 
and you got other things on your and i'm just going by myself and i'm going by people that i've known for 20 years sometimes we don't we don't pay full attention to receive it i'm more thinking it's not retained it's it's good that word was good and then after a while we don't put it to use you know what i'm saying because we're so busy getting word and collecting words that the other word that was for you goes out the back door and you don't act on it or respond to it because we're we're so the word is so available to us that's what i think amen because we know what we do with it some of it we act on and some of it we don't because it's like this here this other tape is it's so good you know that's what i think i don't think it's in when it's somewhere in there but we don't pull it out when we need it because it's so much because the word is being made available and sometimes like pastor barb said we need to quit looking at christian tv because there's so many people talking so many crazy things like this in one ear and out the other you know just all kinds of flesh wrapped up in what people give to the congregation amen and then most of them are in it for money anyway amen they want your duckies they don't care nothing about if you got nothing to eat next week so ain't nobody told the truth yet (laughs) amen but see there's some wisdom that has to come on the inside of us amen that gets to your heart that opens that door and i'm just trying to put it all together some kind of wisdom hits your mind and your heart and it opens the door for the word to come in and do great things in your life is that making sense but see it's all i do know one thing it's a heart issue it's a heart thing where you have to not shut that word down because you don't see sometimes people think because of tradition and religion i'm telling you what the killer is religion i'm gonna just say it it's a religion that religion will kill kill the word because that's what it's designed to do let me tell you how religion kills the word hmm that ain't true all the time hmm i don't know about that because benny hen said like this see what i'm saying and see then that word starts to be conflicted on the inside and that's a heart thing it makes your heart either harden or tender to you that you will receive it so whenever you hear the word of god preached you got to look at it as words from god and truth and receive it as true that's how you move from hope to faith i'm telling you it's all this was what's in your heart was stored in your heart it's all in your expectation of what god you think god can do for you it's all in who you think god is to you are y'all here today there's a lot to think about and put in perspective amen so you have to receive the word as it's coming from god not well who who who's preaching it that's what people do number one who's preaching it number two where is that the old testament or the new testament whatever it is it's the word of god and it's going to help you out of a place where you are 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. It's the word of God, which is effectively at work in you who believe. Let me read the the Amplified. says, what scripture are we looking at? 13. It says, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you receive the message of God, which you heard from us, you welcome it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectively at work in you who believe. Now, this scripture is telling us in the Amplified and King James that the word of God is effectually at work in us who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to it and trust it and rely on it. Amen? Amen. Thank you. So that settles it. See, at some point, we got to understand that God settles all of this reasoning. I'm just going to say it. When we hear the word, the first thing we do, some word, that if we know it by heart, if we know how to recite it, that's the word. I'm just telling you how us is. And then if it's something that we don't know about, that we don't have any kind of depth or, or wisdom on, we want to kind of put it on the altar and judge it. And see, that you know what that is? That's religion. And that's why you got to purposely come in here, and I'm learning to do this. I'm going to receive the word. I don't care if it's cutting me, cutting cousin it, or sister so-and-so. I don't care. It's the word. I'm receiving it so it can do the work effectually in me that it's supposed to do. Because I want to make it to the finish line. Amen. And so this is supposed to be our heart and our thought and our intent and not judge it on the altar. Because the word's already been tried and judged. Amen. And it ain't changing. And it's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it's good. And the word is power. It's alive. It's quick. And it's sharp. And it knows the intent of your heart. Amen. It just does. And so we have to learn how to receive it and get rid of these religious thoughts that keep us from receiving the word of, of God correctly. We got to receive it correctly. Amen. Because you don't want to keep staying in the same spot forever. Amen. Get rid of religious conditions. Putting conditions on God's word. Just accept it. If it says we're this or we're that, that's what we are. And if we don't agree with it, don't change it. Amen. The Bible, that's what the Bible says when it says not refuting it. You refute the word of God when you weigh it and, and judge it and think about it. Amen. So you can't uh, allow yourself to judge the word because you, you're judging God. Amen. Amen. You can't judge God. Only thing we're supposed to judge him is faithful. Amen. Faithful and, and able to perform on every jot and tittle of the word. That's how we judge his word. That's how we judge him. You can't waver or change your mind about the word. 
that's being preached. Amen. That's why I, I can't deal with people who don't read out the Bible and call themselves preachers. Oh, it's in here. Well, they need to be in here too. And, and you don't like he's the great theologian. Forget about that. Amen. Or those that don't even open up the Bible at all. It's just scary because they don't want to go over there 30 minutes preaching to 10,000 people. You don't have time to open up a Bible. It's just crazy. And it's not, it's not scriptural to do that. I don't care who, who, I don't care who it is. You know, it's just not right. So we can't allow ourselves to be double-minded. That's what causes double-minded when the ear gates are not open to receive what God is saying. We become double-minded because of religion that weighs what was preached or not what's the word, you know. I'm not, a lot of people taking that word and making it something it ain't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you read that word and that word is preached correctly. You receive it. You receive that word because that's God's word. That's not anybody's word except God's. And he's looking at us and he's trying to see what we're going to do with it. And we can't judge his word because the word has already been tried. You can't. It's double jeopardy. You can't try the word again. And that's what we do when we judge it. Trying it again. That's called Religion. And religion is always going to put stuff back on that altar. Always. Y'all here today? And so that thing will attack anybody because the devil will use any tactic to get you to not receive what God is saying to you. Well, it don't take all that. That's number one. That's his number one criticizing thing. It don't take all that. Well, you don't have to do that. Yes, you do. And then some. Amen. And it causes you to waver and change what you think and how you feel. John 10.10 10 says the devil is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And he'll do it any kind of way he wants. He, he will do anything to steal the word from you. And, and, or try to pervert it. Make you think it's saying one thing when it's saying another it don't mean that and then people start arguing about the word it's called religion that's what religious people do always arguing about what something means and they don't have enough sense to pour water out of a, a pan you know what i'm saying and but it's always trying to perfect something that's already perfect that's called the law Always, already trying to correct something that's perfect. It's the law. Amen. God is not mad at us. He's thinking about us all the time. Thoughts are good thoughts. Thoughts. The Bible says thoughts of good and not evil to bring us a future and a hope. To bring us back to the original state in the garden that we were in before this sin got started. That's what God is trying to do in case you don't know. He's trying to bring us into the state in which we were before, before the fall of man. Amen. That's where he wants us. Hallelujah. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30. Praise God. 
And the Bible says, and this gospel shall be preached. So it doesn't matter what religious people think of the word, because the Bible's going to be preached. And you know why it's going to be preached? Because it's already been tried. My goodness. It's been tried, and it stands, and it's going to stand. It won't fail. It won't falter. There's no loopholes in the word. You can't find them. I don't care how much we look. You won't find it. Amen. And don't think people don't look for loopholes like they're smarter than God. It's called pride. Amen. We're going to take just a... I'm trying to explain what I believe God wants you to know today. So we're going to use healing as an example, okay? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's what I'm talking about. Now listen, when the doctor tells you that you have an incurable disease, you have to first make up your mind, are you going to live or are you going to die? Amen. I'm just telling you. And everything works just like this. See, we got the gift of salvation. We receive that. That's received by faith. That same faith is for healing. That same faith is for finance. That same faith is for loved ones to get saved. It's the same faith. And so if they give you a, a, a evil report, what do you do? You need to put some things in concrete. See, people don't do this enough. Number one, you got to figure out. Am I going to live or am I going to die? And then you say, what does the Bible say? Now, the Bible says you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So, end the discussion. That's end. That's finite. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Now, if this word is finite, and it is, and it's eternal, and it's it's infallible, unchangeable, unsearchable. The word is all those things. It's a strong tower. If the word is all of these things, you cannot let what mere man say pull you back over into the arena of maybe I might die. Because you will if you think like that. You got to keep that same I will live and not die. And I'm telling you, that scripture will save your life if you let it get in here and and watch your ear gate and your eye gate and your heart and guard your heart. Because the devil is going to try to tear that down. Will I ever get off of medication? Yes, you will. Amen. Yes, you will. Because the Bible says to you receive the good and not the bad. And this affliction shall not come arise back on you a second time. So will you ever get off? Yes, you will. Amen. As soon as you know who your strong tower is. Yeah, you'll get off of it. Amen. Hallelujah. But you got to trust what God is doing. you got to trust what he's telling you. In other words, the word of God will, is a strong tower. And whatever the word says, if you have confidence in that word, I'm telling you, the devil can't stop you. Can't nobody stop you. Amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 <clears throat> 
says, I call heaven and earth to witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So you can have whatsoever you say. If you choose life, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You got the word. You got everything. God has already built your case. He's built your case from the ground up. You're standing on the word. And God has built your case already. It's just up to you to believe it. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. And what did Deuteronomy just say? There's curses and there's blessings. Choose to be blessed. In other words, choose life. It's up to us. It's up to us. And it's the same way, not just in, in healing. It's this, this is the same thing for everything. Amen. We're just using healing as an example because somehow it's easier to understand. Hard to get, but easier to understand. Amen. Because when you know why it's hard for people to get healed, because they believe the doctors, they believe the symptoms. And you know what? You got to remember that symptoms don't mean you have a disease. It's a symptom. Amen. It's on you, not in you. You got to look at it like that. The minute you take your eyes off of that, you start going the, the op, in the opposite direction. I've seen too many people that say, um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that report. I'm, I'm feeling good. And then a week or two later, that word, that evil report that the doctor has given them will take effect on their bodies because they're not rooted and grounded in the word, not rooted and grounded in truth. So the ear gate, they don't protect what goes in the ears because they believe whatever comes in. Are y'all here today? You're going to need this before the week is over. Watch. going to need it before the week is over. Hallelujah. So by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. See, all of these, these scriptures work together to put a foundation on the inside of you so that you get your healing. But you came back off of it, and you got to watch who you talk to. Because especially the relatives. Well, I'm going up there now and see about her because I ain't going back and forth. We might as well have this home going now. I'm telling you, that's how they do. Because I've seen it happen too many times. Like some, this one lady said, her relatives say, you might as well just receive the Lord. It's okay. It's okay. Well, then you take her place. It's okay to let go. See, they telling them quit, quit fighting. I've heard people say it's okay to let go. It's okay to quit. Just follow the light. Religious devil, follow the light. And they die. You know why? Because that they feel overburdened and ganged up on, and they say, well, everybody can't be wrong. But, yeah, everybody can be wrong except you. That's why get used to standing by yourself. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God a hand. Get used to standing by yourself. Because, see, this is the devil used this gang-up thing on you, too. All the, all the relatives from the south, they come and want to gang up on you. 
well, it's okay. To, somebody told me that, and I told her to just release herself. And I'm like, who died and left you, God? Because if you get sick, you want all the hope you can get. I'm hoping people never quit praying for me. And if I'm in a coma, tell me to rise up out of that thing. <laughs> hey, can these dead dry bones live? Yes, they can. They can live. Amen. When you get a lot of screwy religious people talking about it's okay to let go, it ain't okay to let go of life. Are you kidding me? Because if it was, then this would be a lie. All of this would be a lie. And this ain't a lie. This is real. So, you know, the Bible says to cling to God. Cling to him. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 53. I'm almost done, y'all. Isaiah 53, verse 1. It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. In other words, we need to take God's stand and take God's position. We'll take his position in what? In the report. You either with God or you ain't. Whose report will you believe? Amen. Verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He um, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid and and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs, those are sorrow, that's sorrow, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was not, he was wounded for our transgressions. See, in other words, they're saying, look, you're looking at the carnal realm, the carnal side of what happened to him. But where's your spirit man? Wake him up. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Amen. That means wrongdoings. He was bruised for our iniquities. He wasn't in trouble. We were in trouble, and he bailed us out. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. So, see, you got to know all, you got to get in the word. The word heals you. Them words heal you because you put those words together with what we already read and make your case and plead your case before the Lord. Amen. Your son was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of his peace, my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I was healed. I'm already healed. Amen. Hallelujah. So these are just symptoms that's on my body, but they're not in me because I am already healed. Surely he bore my sorrows. And those sorrows are our physical afflictions. It's talking definitely about healing. 
But we must accept truth when we hear it. Don't say, but you didn't heal me. It's because, but you didn't get it. You understand what I'm saying? But it ain't too late. Amen. You could be healed at any time. (laughs) Die another day. But not today. Amen. Not too late. Shoot. God, did he change his mind? No. He didn't change his mind. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. You already healed. Hallelujah. Matthew eight sixteen. No such thing as God can't because he already did. Been tried. The word has already been tried. Can't you put it on trial again. Matthew eight sixteen. Oh, wait a minute. Messed that one up. Hallelujah. It says, and when evening come, and it talked about how many were healed on after the seventh. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were non, de- many who were demon possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Are y'all here today? So the word of God, he cast out demons with a word with a word so the word has already been tried and proven so you don't need to put the word on an altar and discuss it and pick it apart and try to figure out if god's gonna heal you or not that like religion will tell us to do i'm telling you but it's already been done the word has already been tried and it's already been proven the word is a strong tower you run in and you are safe sickness is symptoms amen start with god start with god amen amen where was i at 16 okay verse 17 that it that it might be fulfilled wow which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities. And here's Isaiah confirming it. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Amen. And when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. (laughs) And then a certain scribe came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head in other words he was saying get out of my face because you don't mean what you say amen verse 22 says but jesus said to him follow me and let the dead bury the dead because you're already going in the wrong direction i don't know why people don't do that amen they got to take care of everything that don't concern them and it's not god that's just not god Amen. The world ain't going to fold up if you don't do something. Amen. All we need to do is keep our, our ears in tune. Incline that ear unto my sayings. Proverbs 420. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Proverbs 420. Is this what you do when you get here? Yeah, you on the hunt. And you stay on the hunt and you hunt these scriptures down and you receive because they all connect. 
and you build your case against the devil. You build your case against the sickness. You build your case against the perpetrator. This is what you do, amen. You build your case because this word is true. It's already been tried. It's, it's a, a high tower. It's, it gets you away from the enemy. The word is real, amen. You, we need to take, take it as prescribed. Amen. Let me read this. Where went 420? And it says here, my son, give attention to my words. See, what does God do? He's telling you how to get healed. He says, incline your ear to my saying. That means fine tune and, and shut the gates of your ears to anything but the word. Don't open it up for the, for the diagnosis. You know what that's for? That's for people who don't believe. God is in his mercy, created doctors for those that don't believe because he care about the dying world too. But it ain't for, I mean, it can work for us if that's the route you want to go. But if he's already, I'd rather not take the medication and use the word. I'm telling you because you know what the word does? Let me just say this. When you receive the word with gladness in your heart and you have your ears tuned to the right thing, the word of God goes in. Every time you turn to one of those scriptures, the word of God, just imagine if you did that every day. The word goes in your body and it builds up a resistance against disease. I haven't seen it done. It's been done for me. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about what I heard. I'm talking about what happened to me. Amen. And you can feel that your body being healed. I don't know why people don't go to the Word when they get sick. I don't get it. Amen. I'm not against the doctors because sometimes I ask the, the Lord, hey, could you make the medicine work for me? You know what I'm saying? And when you take medicine, you bless it and tell that medicine, I'm going to receive the good from you and not the bad in Jesus' name. Because if you look at the commercials on TV, <laughs> if you take this, if you've experienced bleeding through your nose, bleeding through your ears, bleeding through your mouth, you could have something because it causes this and that. And you can get some money for it even if you die. And I'm wondering who they talking to. They dead. Even if you're dead, you can still file a claim. Man, I said, you know, this medicine that they're making costs more harm because it's the world's. See, the medicine is the world's answer that wants to refute what we read. That's why it caused all of that stuff. So if you take it, you better pray over it. That's what I do. I pray over it, and I say, Lord, I don't want to keep taking this, but I'm trusting that you you know, uh, work through it. Let me receive the good and not the bad and re- and deliver me off of it. Amen. So let's see, where was I at? Proverbs 4, verse 20. And it says, my son, give attention or, or attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. You know, in other words, incline your ear. Fix your ear to know truth when you hear it. Do not let them depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart this is the word of god in other words the it's saying hold these words in your heart don't let it just slip away it says for they are life to those that find them so yeah this word is life and health to your flesh 
So in other words, it puts life inside of your spirit and it also gives healing to your body. It just said that and health to all your flesh and keep your heart with all diligence. That's guard your heart with all diligence. In other words, value what goes in the ear gate, eye gate and what you think about. Your emotions value what you go through. It says keep your heart with all diligence. Meditate on the word. For out of it springs the issue of life. In other words, it affects every area of your life. Amen. So, honey, the word of God does work. It works. It works. It's not something to be taken for granted. Amen. you now you we receive it in Jesus name. Don't let the devil cause doubt and fear. Doubt and fear causes the word to be stolen from you. And don't allow reasoning and questioning to enter. Think it through. Think it through with a a, a spiritual mind, not a carnal mind, but a, a a spiritual mind and receive what the word of God is telling you. Weigh the evidence of the word, in other words, and judge God faithful. Weigh the evidence. Evidence tell me it's a go. Amen. That my, that my, I'm better, my odds are better with God than with man. Amen. Hallelujah. So listen, when the, the doctors give you a prescription, the prescriptions are written on the bottle. Usually take as prescribed. Okay, what did the doctor say? Take it three times a day or every six hours or every four hours as prescribed. But you take it as prescribed by the doctor. But you only take it twice a day. What's going to happen? You won't get the full effects of the medicine, right? And you might have to stay on it longer. You might stay in pain longer. You go back for your checkup, and he'll put you on more medicine. But you take the prescribed word of God. Amen. Wavering, doubt, and unbelief is like not taking it every as prescribed. Wavering. See, because let me tell you what some people do. Y'all get that? Wavering is just like not taking it every three hours as prescribed. See, because when people get that medicine, all of a sudden they get some faith. Are y'all here? I ain't taking the medicine. I don't need it. That's what we do. See, it's quiet in here. (laughs) That's what they do. I'm just only going to take this once because I really don't need it. Why'd you go get it? Went and got it because you don't trust God. Or something led you to do it. So if you're going to do that, take your medicine. Amen. That's not how you get off medicine by not taking it. You get off medicine because you forget to take it because God tell you not to. And you look up and you say, I didn't take that medicine all day today and all day yesterday. And God brings it to your attention. You say, I feel great. That's how you get off medicine. God delivers you. Amen. But if you go, take the medicine. Because let me tell you what religion does. Religion tells you, you don't need that medicine, but it didn't tell you not to go to the doctor. So you got it. Some of this stuff, you can figure it out for yourself and say, that don't make sense right there. You know? So if you go, take it. 
Now, I ain't talking about pain medication. If you don't need it, don't take it. See, I felt, I felt some little, little junky devil coming in to me. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> if you don't need it, don't, because it says, as needed, as needed. Amen. Amen. But I'm talking about prescribed medicine, you know, that you need for some, something that the doctors found. And then you let God heal you. You let this word heal you. Stay in the word. You got to still get it the same way. Amen. And it's just like taking it as prescribed by God. In other words, the word, what we just read, Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend to my words. Not let them depart from their eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are health. That's a prescription. Are y'all here today? That's a prescription. Now, if you're going, if you're looking for God to heal you, take the word as medicine and take it as prescribed. Don't do like y'all do in, in the natural, leaving pills in them bottles. Y'all hearing me? All right. That's all I'm trying to say. Guard your heart and only believe the word of God. And you'll have... You have the ability to tell any sickness to get out of your body in Jesus' name. See, this word is what enables you to have power to say that. Well, I spoke to it. It didn't move because you didn't get all of this. You didn't, you didn't embrace all of this as a foundation. Are y'all here? You got to have standing on something because the devil's surely going to try you. Amen. Exodus 15:26. I'm almost done. Exodus fifteen twenty six. You know what the scripture says. It says it says if you diligently heed or hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do that which is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments, and keep all of His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you that I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord thy God that healeth you. So what is that saying? It's saying if you do what's right before God and if you mess up, repent, he don't put sickness on you. That sickness came from the devil. You know, let me tell you what some religious people say. Well, God's just judging me or he's, you know, trying me. or he, God don't put tribulation. He don't try people. He don't tempt people. The devil does that because he tempted Jesus. He don't do that to people. That's coming from the devil, and he wants you to think, God, let me tell you, in other words, what some people say, like the two pastors that uh, Sheree was praying for, ministering to. We're suffering for Jesus. That means that you're trying him again. You're putting him back on that cross because it wasn't good enough. They don't, he don't need you. When he did it, it was done for once and for all. But that's what, see, religion would tell you, all them goofy things. Well, he's trying to break me. He don't do it. Why would he try to put sickness on you to break you when he got all of this foundation to get rid of it and to prevent it? It doesn't make sense. Amen. It just doesn't make sense. And that's the devil because he deals in sickness and disease. He loves it. He likes it. And he, he, that's his great delight is to put sickness on God's people. 
But God says, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do that which is right in my sight and give ear. There's that ear again. You got to watch what you hear and how you hear. Give ear to my commandments and keep all of my statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon you that I brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord thy God that healeth. In other words, he's saying, I don't put sickness. I heal. Amen. Hallelujah. Then he turned around and says, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint you and pray over you in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if you've committed any sins, it shall forgive. You shall be forgiven by my God who is in heaven. Amen. And so he's pleading his case to you because he knows the devil's a big liar. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's letting you know, look, sickness I don't deal with sickness. I just kill it. I don't deal it. I don't deal it. I just kill it. He gets rid of it. Amen. And see, in other words, when he says, there any sick among you, he's saying, if you didn't hearken to my voice, if you didn't hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and if you didn't do that which is right in my sight, repent. Get the elders of the church to lay hands on you in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Always a chance, always a way to get healed. God ain't never done. The devil don't box him in any corner concerning anybody. Amen. He he delivers his people because that's what he wants. He wants you to be delivered. Amen. Proverbs 18. Hallelujah. None of these diseases shall be put upon me. For my children, because the Lord takes away all illness. Proverbs, where is that at? I can't find it. I had it once. What is it, Proverbs 18? Five. <laughs> He's sitting back there laughing at me because I can't see him. Proverbs 18. All right, verse 21, 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. That means if you just can't quit running your mouth, trying to get attention, trying to show people how smart you are, it says, you know, in other words, it's got here in little like bragging and talking. That's what it means. It says those who love it will eat its fruit. That means that those seeds will get down in the ground and start growing. And you got a big tree of bad stuff that you don't know what to do with. And then you say, God ain't good. He ain't good to me. You did that. Amen. See, God is, is innocent of all accusations. Amen. So in other words, what is God saying? He's saying if you read it and receive, if you hear it, receive it, read it, and speak it. And when you speak this truth of God, your body is repairing itself already. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. 
I am blessed going in and going out. You know, God is a good God. I am healed. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. He bore my sickness and, and my iniquities. You know, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. You start saying all this stuff, you speak into your body. And when you keep at this, when you keep at it, symptoms will leave. You got to speak to the symptoms. Amen. Mark 24, 11 or 11. 2411, I think. It talks about speaking to the mountain. If you say to this mountain, be, be thy removed and cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart. You can have whatsoever you say. Or you can speak to that mountain and tell it to leave. That The mountain of symptoms, you tell them. You tell them what to do. But see, people try this stuff and say it don't work because they're not on a foundation. You've got to build a foundation and stick with that foundation and don't waver. And when you find your mind drifting off to maybe I should and maybe I should do this and, and maybe I should do that. When you find yourself drifting, you get right back in that word and t- and, until it becomes so solid in you, you don't drift. Amen. That's what you got to do. Because it's, it's yours for the taking. You talk to them symptoms. Even your symptom of unbelief, talk to that. Because your inner man ain't down with what your brain is doing. So you, your inner man can speak to your brain. Amen. And tell it to chill out. That ain't true and don't fall for that. It's religion. Make it go away. Amen. Now, when you walk after the spirit and not the flesh, divine health will come. Wholeness will come. You will conquer illness with the word. Because the word of God will wash and renew your mind and your heart. And you won't reject the word. See, when we are not, when your body ain't feeling good, you reject the word because you allow your feelings to override what's in here. But you can still feel bad and still talk to them symptoms. Amen. When I had whatever that kind of crazy flu was, I was really sick. I had a fever. I, I was delirious. I wasn't in my right mind. But I knew where that MP3 player was. You know? Amen. Couldn't eat. Couldn't do nothing. Bridget, the boss was over my house. I'm like, why don't she go home? Because I just want to stay in the bed. I don't want to get up. And I don't want to take no shower. Okay? But that's when you, when you say you can't, that's when you can. Amen. Amen. Because, see, there's it's so many germs in this atmosphere now. It's just, you don't know what's out there. Bad. But God has the antidote. And it's the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God is always the order of the day. So when you think you can't, that's when you can. And you will because the Bible says you must. Amen. And so it's the same with money. Take that prescription and the building of the foundation of the word. If you need money, if you need a job, if you need a car, whatever you need, this same foundation is the same system. 
It's the same principles. Amen. You could have whatsoever you say. Here's a blank check from God. Write your ticket. It depends on what's in here that you write on the dotted line. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't we stop? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you love us so much. You always give us something fresh from heaven. And we thank you, Lord, and we bless you. And we lift you up in the name of Jesus, who is worthy of all honor and praise. Father, we thank you for your prescription of the word, that the word of God fights illnesses. Amen. And it makes our bodies, it builds our immune system. But it's all according to faith. And we thank you, Father. It's all according to faith. What you allow, what you disallow. Your rights as a citizen of heaven. Amen. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Hallelujah.